I'd just like to offer you a warm welcome to this Darkness to Light service as we come together to remember our loved ones who have died. For those of you who don't know, I'm, I'm Kim Rowbotham, the bereavement support worker for this church, and it's lovely to see you all here this evening. I hope you find comfort in the words... My name's Kim Rowbotham. Uh, I'm the bereavement support worker for St Giles Church in Desborough. Sadly, I've experienced bereavement myself. Uh, our daughter died at the age of 14. Um, this was some years ago. Um, and at that, that point, our lives changed forever. She had um, a burst appendix. Um, and by the time she was taken to the operating theatre, um, it was too late to save her and uh, she didn't regain consciousness after the operation. Um, so it was a bolt out of the blue for us. My thoughts at the time were that my life uh, would never be the same, that there would be always be a piece missing, a bit like a jigsaw puzzle. Um, when you lose a piece from a jigsaw puzzle, um, it's never going to be perfect. Um, Always a piece missing, always a gap. The world loves us and is always with us to strengthen and guide us. I'm now going to light the one candle as a symbol of God's unending love for us, our light in the darkness. My role as a bereavement support worker. Um, in this church and also uh, within the community um, involves me keeping in touch with people. Um, once they've been bereaved, um, if they have a funeral, which is conducted by uh, one of the ministers at the church, um, we don't want to lose contact with those people. Um, so it's about building up relationships, maintaining um, communication with them so they know they're not forgotten. Sometimes people are quite surprised that uh, the church is still concerned about them. Relationships can develop, might be just by making a phone call every so often. People's needs vary um, greatly and I just see how things go. Just keep in contact um, and some people like to have support. And I keep in contact with people for as long as it takes. Um, you know, the journey through grief is very individual um, and some people, uh, it might ju just be a couple of phone calls. For other people, um, it's a much longer commitment and we just want to, people to know that we don't stop caring. The caring goes on. In a moment, our curate, Reverend Sophie, will um, come and offer some words of reflection. And by way of introduction, I'll read from the Bible um, a few verses about a love that never fails and some words from Jesus as he comforts two sisters called Mary and Martha following the death of their brother. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, 
Then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. We each come here with our own unique griefs, with our memories of those who we have loved and who have died. We've heard the verses of scripture. I'm Sophie Cowan. I'm the curate for Desborough, Dingley, Brampton Ash and Braybrook. This service came about because people are in need of a very specific type of um, coming together. They don't need necessarily to be welcomed into a congregation in a normal way. They want that light touch from the church where we're this steady presence in the community where they can come in times of grief and in times of need, but not necessarily have that full service singing and dancing kind of aspect of what the church can do. They want to know that we are there to love them through their hard times, to mourn with those who mourn and to be genuine about that. So this service is and has been something that offers that space. It's a kind of protected space in a way in which it's not trying to do anything else other than to offer those people who have been bereaved time to reflect and to see if God has something for them. In my talk, I looked at how love has made a way through death. Um, it's a, a quote from Shelley Rambo, who's a theologian who looks at trauma and she describes God making this way through death and that key concept of love that we all hold and know because of the people we've loved and lost we know that love doesn't disintegrate doesn't disappear in death and so my talk covers how Jesus opens up the pathway through death into eternal life when we feel such pain but as we look into the face of another who cares for us, we can begin to say that for now we see in a mirror dimly, but soon enough we will see face to face. The second picture I think sometimes people are angry at God when they're grieved, um, when they're grieving. Um, and that's fine. God can take it. God hears all of our cries. The Bible's full of people crying out to God in their hour of need. And sometimes we don't know what God is up to and we cannot discern that. And so God hears us when we cry out and ask what is going on. Some people are angry at God um, and it's a real test um, of faith when something so awful happens um, as losing someone that you love. Um, yeah, but God can take it. You can be angry at God um, when you can't be angry at anyone else. Um, yeah, he understands. Jesus says, 
I am the resurrection and the life. The good news of Christ is that love makes a way through death. And we know that because our love continues for those we are here to remember. We've now come to the time in the service when, if you'd like to, you can come and light a candle in memory of someone you love but see no longer. If you remain seated and Kath uh, will come to invite you forward to light a candle. If you would prefer to remain where you are, um, then just raise a hand and we'll bring a candle to you um, so that you can light it where you're sitting. So during COVID, that changed everything because our normal um, ways that we got support and got support to people uh, weren't able to happen. Um, so there was more contact um, by telephone, um, by letter or card. Um, and yeah, it was terrible thing for, for the bereaved, not to be able to have that human contact um, face to face. All our usual ways of grieving, of coming together um, at a funeral to celebrate life, um, to say goodbye, to support families, just wasn't able to happen and that was devastating. When we were socially isolating, um, my work changed. Um, contacting people by the telephone, meeting people outdoors, going for walks with people, um, sitting on the benches two metres apart. Um, and our other support groups um, changed. We had to abide by the rule of six. So whatever, how, whatever the guidelines were, we did all that we could um, to work with them, but to still offer support to people who needed it. As a minister in this time of COVID and all that means in terms of not being able to have full memorials, not being able to have full funerals, um, and also as someone who's been bereaved in this time myself, it's been very, very tough for people to fully process their grief, to lament in the way that the Christian tradition calls us to do. It's been really difficult. And so services like this one give the opportunity for people to just have that space with God. It isn't what it would have been. It isn't what it has been. But it is an opportunity to sit with God in the quiet, to light a candle, to think on that person who you've loved for a long time. We've come to the end of our service now. And I know that many emotions will have been evoked here this evening. Please be in touch if you've, anything that you've heard tonight you'd like to talk about. Or if you just want to meet up for a chat. And I'll just hand over to Sophie. I think people are often looking for answers to what's next, to what happened to their loved one. 
I also think that people are keen that we don't immediately offer all the answers because none of us truly have them. And that faith is something to grapple with the big questions. I think they're looking for real, realistic people, people who know that there aren't any obvious answers to all of this. I think often people who are bereaved expect the church to offer a funeral to offer a listening ear. I don't think they're always expecting us to walk the longer journey with them, but we do, and we are here to do just that. The blessing then. The blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be among you and remain with you always. Amen. It's nice to know that they're reaching out to people that have lost loved ones and uh, trying to put services together like this, especially at these uh, difficult times. Um, so I hadn't known about it until um, they contacted my family. And uh, I think that's, that's a good outlook going forward to keep in touch with people that are struggling. It was a service that my grandfather would have been happy and proud of to be here for if he was still with us. I lost my brother last year suddenly found it uh, and also my twin sister a while ago and obviously my mum and dad uh, and it's also nice to be able to be amongst people that feel the same loss and uh, it, it helps in in a calming way I've come along every year to this service to um, remember my son, my baby son that I lost when he was only three days old and then more recently my mother who passed away two, two years ago. She had a very deep faith as I do and uh, I find comfort from it. Kim is absolutely superb. She has such a kind, gentle, understanding voice. She's the sort of lady that when she talks you listen because what she has to say means something. I work for the Church of England in the Life Events team, which means that I work um, with parishes and with individuals around baptisms, funerals and weddings. The church has a number of um, services during the year, sort of formal services, so they, things like Remembrance Sunday uh, is the main one. Lots of churches also offer um, contemplative times, during, particularly during festive season so Blue Christmas is a, an example of that a time when 
you can acknowledge the sadness and the, the sort of shadow that might have fallen across your Christmas if you've lost somebody that you love. Just a time to um, acknowledge the dissonance, I suppose, between the real razzmatazz of a commercial perfect Christmas and the feelings of loss that you might be feeling. A time to remember and a time to just be still and peaceful and to reflect. A Blue Christmas service is very much um, focused on those who are bereaved, but that can be a bereavement that happened a long time ago as well as a, a more recent bereavement. Um, it's a quiet service where there's usually an opportunity to light a candle in memory of the person that, that you've lost and to sing some of the more peaceful carols um, and just to sit in silence and, and to hear prayers said for your loved one. And if you feel that you would like to, you can pray yourself. Christmas is a really difficult time if you've lost somebody. Um, you just feel kind of out of step sometimes and it's important to give yourself permission to feel the way that you feel and to not feel that you have to put on the show of being bright and cheerful and, and celebratory, but also to acknowledge that, you know, God is there with you in any pain that you might be feeling and the loss that you might be feeling. Um, Jesus has come into the world, not just um, for, the, for the times when we feel excited and elated, but also to sit quietly with us um, when we feel loss. Our God and cannot hold him, nor earth sustain. Heaven and earth shall flee away when he comes to find most helpful um, when they're bereaved is just a space to be um, and churches have been providing that for centuries. Um, we find that quite a lot of people will come and sit in a churchyard if it's open during the day. Sometimes the churchyard is open and the church isn't um, and just take a few quiet moments sitting in nature. Um, there are also obviously times when the church building is open and you can come in and light a candle um, and sit in the quiet a lot of churches have space where you can write a name on a prayer board and then you'll know that other people are also um, praying with you um, in, in your grief. Um, and that's really just to scratch the surface. There's, there's a lot more that happens. So um, a lot of churches have pastoral teams and just regular members of the church who are there and are trained to get in touch with people when somebody has died. Um, and to just listen, to sit quietly with them and, and hear their stories of the person who's died. There are many resources available online. Um, a really good place to go is At A Loss. So that's just ataloss.org. Um, and that's a charity, a Christian charity, 
that signposts people to specific help for the nature of the bereavement that they have had. Um, so, for example, there would be help there if you lost somebody through suicide, if you'd lost uh, somebody not in the fullness of years, but, you know, at an earlier tragic death, there would be help there. There's help for friends of people who've died, um, as well as, you know, I think one of the problems is that if you're a friend, sometimes you don't consider yourself as bereaved. You think, well, it, you know, the focus is rightly on the family, the close people to that person, their, their spouse, their children. Um, but bereavement can really affect you if, you if you've just loved somebody as a friend for many years. You know, obviously there's a big hole for you as well. Um, and the church is very aware of that and tries to offer help and support. Anyone can approach us for help. Um, you don't have to be a Christian to approach the Church of England. Um, we, we're here for everybody. We're here to talk, we're here to support, we're here to listen. Um, and our clergy and lay leaders, our congregations are trained and skilled in listening. We offer support and help to people, whether or not they've had a Church of England-led funeral. Um, we see it as just part of our mission to walk alongside those who are grieving. So if somebody is thinking, I'd like some support, I'd like somebody to talk to, um, the, the first step, I suppose, is to make contact with your local church. Um, there's a very useful website called A Church Near You, so that's just achurchnearyou.com. And if you go to that website, you can just put in the place where you live or your postcode, and you'll be directed to a map which has many local churches. Um, and the, one of the silver linings, I suppose, to the pandemic, there was nothing good about the pandemic, but good things have come from it. And one of the good things that's come from it is the opportunity to go along to a service online. So there are lots of people who just go along, get a feel for it, see if it's the kind of place where they might feel comfortable before actually going through the doors, and that's a real blessing. Anyone can ask for prayer. There's an open offer of prayer from us at all times. Lots of churches have online prayer boards or email addresses. Please just email us, and we'd be glad to pray for you. Um, we'd be glad to find a time to pray with you. If you would like to come into church, then somebody will sit and pray with you. Even if you don't have a particularly strong faith or you, you feel as though you're not a Christian, there's something very special about somebody praying for you. And that's something that the church always has on offer to anybody who asks. Please do ask. <laughs>